0: This time. Oh. Yeah. Letty, hi. <laughs> my beautiful daughter. <laughs> my half Mexican and Salvi, the perfect girl from Cali. She's an impressionable human being trying to do right. See, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. <laughs> well, they love you because cause, you such a hip-hop head, and they love that. We love that. Everybody loves that. I'm glad you really get it like that. She's a genius. Give genius. Genius. it up for Letty, please. <laughs> Welcome to episode 20 of the Down and Ride podcast. I'm Letty and I have some shit to talk about. I made notes. I'm calling this episode, I Changed My Mind. And I don't mean like, I wanted this and now I want that. I changed my mind. No, I mean like morph. You'll get it once I'm through and you'll probably change your mind too. So recently I've been so down and I'm not like afraid to admit or be transparent, but I've been crying. I've been at odds with my husband, not because anything really happened, but maybe that's even worse. Nothing happened. And I'm still just at odds and the frustration and even me contemplating like, Damn, should we separate? So it, it it's just been accumulating and I've been um internalizing things because I'm a very vocal person. Clearly I have a podcast. I'm just talkative and I'm vocal to the point where I feel like me being vocal doesn't solve an issue, I would either feel dismissed when I bring something up or I would feel like you're making it something it's not because I bring something up when I'm bringing it up so that we can address it, so that we can get rid of it. I think intentions get misinterpreted. And so in my search for solutions, I was like, okay, well, how about try the opposite? Don't be vocal, internalize it. And that doesn't do well. So it's like, what do you do when you can't be vocal and you can't internalize? Another thing I am is an emotional person. We've spoken about this before on another podcast episode. Emotions are great tellers. They're alerts. It could be signs that something's up or something's great or something's wrong, but your emotion can't take the wheel and you cannot become that emotion. I am a very emotional person. I feel by nature because I don't choose to be this damn emotional. So I know an emotional response to things may not always be the best. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm going crazy and throwing shit or I'm cussing people out. No, just emotion. I think with myself, let's say I felt like my husband wasn't being considerate of me when he made a decision. I'll cry and then be like, dude, why are we even together? That's the type of left that I take. And so this podcast episode comes in the middle of that and career stuff and also taking into account words from a mentor of mine who told me in 2019, be bold, right? At first, these things didn't have anything to do with each other. Be bold and rough patches. And when I'm expressing my rough patches, by the way, it's because I feel like other people might understand my process better if they're familiar with like the context of it. A lot of the times people won't share the context and it doesn't let other people understand them or connect with them. There could be someone exactly like me right now listening that is maybe at this place with their partner in their household or with their friends or with their career. Might not explain it because of the fear of judgment, but look, fuck it, judge me if you want. In letting you know the whole story, I'm doing more good than trying to get you to be on my side and shit on someone else. No, this is what it is. Back to the topic. A mentor of mine told me, be bold in 2019. So one of these nights, once I had put our son Jorge to sleep and I was in between crying and in between like what's gonna happen with us and I hope neither of us made the wrong decision with each other and shit I gotta plan out this career move and then I'm thinking of the be bold simple phrase but what does that mean to me what does it mean to be bold and when I first took on that phrase because I accepted it I was like yeah you know what we're going to be bold in 2019. When I took on that phrase, I was thinking like, okay, it means get out there, reach out like you should to the people that you know you should. Don't expect them to come to you. Like create unapologetically. Don't be restrained by what you think other people are going to say or how you think they're going to judge you. And so as I'm going through what be bold means to me, I'm also thinking, why is this being bold? Why isn't this being normal? When you say be your best you. Like, why is my best me not the me I operate with already? And so I was thinking about that in between, like I said, the rough patch, And also spiritually, I watch a lot of church online, I live stream church or YouTube it. But more and more so recently, things that used to inspire me or that used to like get me going or that used to put me in my place, help me understand, it wasn't working. I was becoming numb to it. And it almost put me in a state of fear, like, oh, shit, the well has run dry with faith and the influence that these preachings have had over my life, which is a very, very positive influence that I've had through the preachers that I love and I, and I watch and I listen to. And sometimes that can be scary because it's like a medicine not working for you anymore. You got an immunity to it. And it's like, what now? What am I going to take to relieve this cold now if I'm immune to this medicine? It was that. And It's funny because one of the preachers that I watch, her name is Sarah Jakes, and she's the daughter of T.D. Jakes, who is a world-renowned preacher. I'm not even sure of the correct term because I'm not religious like that. So I don't know if it's preacher, pastor. I think it might be pastor. T.D. Jakes, a friend of mine, Jen. She loves him, and she would show me sermons from him. And before, to me, it it was a little over my head. It's all about finding the right messenger for you, and I think that's in anything. That could be with rap music. That's why we have different preferences in our favorite artists. Let's say if you're going to therapy, that's why there's so many different therapists with so many different therapy styles, because it's about finding the one that's right for you, the person that quote unquote speaks your language. And he just wasn't he just wasn't it for me. But this night, for some reason, it was on my YouTube recommended. And I watched the preaching or the sermon or the service. I don't don't know the jargon, but I watched him talk. And I love God because of how, how beautiful things come together, even when the times are ugly. Case in point, had I not been in this rough patch where I'm just crying constantly and thinking these unnecessary thoughts, also thinking about the be bold mantra, and then also thinking about why isn't church working for me anymore? And then, bam, here comes this preaching that has all of that encompassed and it came after crying to god asking and, and praying i remember i asked what's the resolution god like, where is it come on to youtube i don't say like wow i got the answer right away but one just like i said you gotta find the right messenger for you also know messengers come in so many different forms It could be the homeless man on the street it could be the ceo it could be your best friend it could be your worst enemy that expresses a message to you that's directly from god that you should pay attention to and when you have that wherewithal to understand you're getting these messages from different sources and you're open to that, you leave situations where you would probably feel either upset or cornered and be appreciative because you're like, ah, oh, I see you, God. So this is one of those moments. And the title of the YouTube video, if you wanna see it for yourself, is There's Nothing as Powerful as a Changed. Mind and this specifically had to do with talk about this too on another podcast. Recognizing, okay, what if I'm the toxic person, right? What if I'm in a cycle and it's being driven by a bad habit that I have that I can't get rid of, that's a part of me? I'm doing this to me, type shit. And understanding one, the fact that you are realizing it and the fact that you are saying, "Hey, I want this to change," is already showing you that it's an intruder, it's a virus, it's poison. None of that is good, but also. None of that is you, and so when it's an intruder, a poison, a virus, just like it got into who you are by acceptance, by experience, by all oh, saying this shit worked before, you can take it out of who you are. Disassociating it with yourself is step one. You saying, "Yeah, this is in me, but it isn't me." If it was you, you'd be complacent, you'd be happy, you'd be comfortable. But something about you is recognizing, "I don't want this. This isn't me. This isn't who I am. This isn't who I want to be." And by doing that alone, by disassociating it with who you you are, that trait, that bad habit, that toxic characteristic isn't as permanent if you do the work. Step one, disassociate yourself with it. Do not accept that this is how I am. Do not accept that I was born this way. Do not buddy up with it. Your arm you can't cut off. That you can get rid of. Step two came with this video. There's nothing as powerful as a changed mind from TD Jakes. And I had been asking myself, what is the next step? After I'm saying this isn't part of me, I don't want it. It's like Isolate it. Quarantine it. Yes, it comes out sometimes. fuck. Like, I don't want it. It, I am. And that are not homies. And he brought up a very, very awesome point, which I'm going to try my best to rephrase and hopefully can stick to you the way that it stuck to me. In the sermon, Pastor T.D. Jakes talks about our default settings, just like a computer. Let's go to our email right now. You start typing. It's going to type in a font. You didn't pick that font. And you can go to the options and change the font for that particular email. But the next time you log into that email and try to make another email message, it's going to revert back to that default font unless you change the defaults. Now, Changing the defaults is like a little bit of a hassle and you somehow accept the fact that you're just going to be changing the font every time you do an email versus logging into the settings and changing the default. It's almost dumb how we are. Instead of taking this one extra step or two extra steps right now to change it for good, I'm going to just switch up every time. But that's how humans are. So we're just going to understand it and we're going to move forward. As these default settings of a computer or an email relate to you, is characteristics by which you react to things we're a product of our experiences and the way we carry ourselves is the way we've agreed to carry ourselves. There's a book called The Four Agreements. It basically tells of how you should unlearn everything you have learned by either what other people tell us that we agree. Okay, you're right. That's true. Like, boys don't cry. I agree to that. So now it makes it true in my moral compass or what have you, which is basically your default settings. Your default settings are bunch of agreements that you've made that this is how I'm going to move. When this type of situation arises, this is how you respond when that type of situation arises. So in order to change your personal default, how it related to an email or a computer, it relates to your mind in the way that your default equals what you revert to when a situation arises. For example, I'll use my husband again when I feel like he is being inconsiderate of me. My default, cry or say this to him. Unknowingly, what I was trying to do when... When I said, okay, I'm just going to internalize shit like this now, subconsciously fucking with my default settings and making internalizing what I would do should that situation arise. Neither got the goal accomplished. Neither made things better. But intentionally changing your default settings to something that is helpful to yourself, your situations, and your characteristics is the resolution that T.D. Jakes is preaching to practice. Like I previously said, we are a product of everything that's happened to us. But despite those past experience, in order to change your mind to morph it to change the default settings to help you out a little bit more As you navigate through life because you owe it to your future self to not repeat a cycle to not keep losing the job or the friend or the boyfriend or the husband or the girlfriend or the wife you owe it to your future self to be able to coast through situations that right now you may not coast through you have to be willing to despite your past experiences despite when you trusted that fool and he cheated on you Despite when you lent so-and-so money and they never gave it back. To look past that because you've become a product of now I don't trust any fool. Now they're all going to cheat on me. Or now I don't give out any money. I'm not helpful at all to people because they don't pay shit back. You have to be willing to bypass those experiences and plant a new perception, a new characteristic, a new setting in your brain about whatever situation it is. I know that a lot of the uncertainty when myself and my husband have a disagreement comes from a very hard past relationship that even though I wish... I could say I wasn't traumatized by you can't help what your mind and your soul and your heart hold on to. What you can do is when you realize that, oh shit, I've been holding on to that, make those moves to dismantle that connection that this equals that or else you're going to react a certain way. That is not favorable and not fair to the current situation you're in. And I can't give you the answer on what to change your default settings to because it is specific to you. You know what bad habit, bad trait, bad reaction, bad response, a toxic entity that's inside you that keeps you in a cycle of failing, being left out, being thrown out or counting yourself out. You know what that is. This is what I personally, I put a line through a page. One column was current default settings. The other column was new default settings. The current default settings are going to require you to just really tell yourself about yourself. I'm too emotional. I take it personally. I like you have to call that shit out. It hurts sometimes when you're looking at your ugly or at your bad because you just want to portray this good person that you are. But by doing that, you're saying you're not a part of me like I thought you were a part of me. I can actually get rid of you. So don't feel as attached to those things or let the acknowledgement of those things equal a diss on you, disrespectful to you. No. List your bad default settings. You know what they are. You know when they arise. You know who they're geared towards. Then the new default settings. How you are now going to react when situations arise. Let me give you an example. I you had notes told you I had notes. I'll give you a current default that I have. My automatic response to someone bringing something up is I get defensive. New default. My automatic response to when someone brings something up is I am open. Simple as that. And then just go through the different situations that you know you happen to repeat in your life and it's a negative effect on your life. Now that's all good and dandy in theory, right? What happens when a situation arises and you see that you have gone back to the default settings you thought you fucking changed. The devil would like you to believe that that means you never changed. That means that duh, you're dumb for even trying this. Mm -mm. What you need to take account of is how many times you haven't responded that way versus how many times you did respond that way. The difference is that before it was your normal to revert to a certain response or bad trait or characteristic or action or thought. The frequency of that was way more when it was your normal, when it was your default. Now that it just happened this one time or these couple times versus how good you've been doing means that what? It's not your new normal. It's not your default. Yes, it can happen. You're not Perfect, but don't think that you failed. TD Jakes said something that was real about the devil. He's like, The devil doesn't mind that you go to church. The devil doesn't mind that you're praising. The devil doesn't mind that you're saying hallelujah. The devil doesn't mind any of that because that could be just you in church. What the devil does mind is when you start fucking with your inner workings, the pieces of him he's put inside you, which are not yours. So don't think that you have to feel disrespected by it or like, What are you saying about me? Because he's tricky, planted some seeds, but here you are. Weeding them out. That's when he minds. Shit, she's changing her mind. Oh, fuck. He went into his default settings and flipped the script on me. I'd say all of this to say that would be step two of really exterminating that entity that's not you but that causes you problems because it's parasitic in a way. It's made you move according to it. Guess what? You have control when you acknowledge it. You have control when you acknowledge that this bad trait is not you. You are not as connected to it. It's not your arm. You can get rid of it and when you start messing with your default settings. You didn't choose that font. Let's choose a font you like and then put it into practice. Understanding sometimes it might come up again, but that doesn't mean you failed at this. It's actually showing you, oh, man, I used to do this all the time. And why maybe I had to say sorry to a couple of people and myself. And God for doing it now. I should also be proud of myself that it's not my normal anymore. It's not my default. You owe that to the future you that is thriving, that is successful in career, in love, in family, in friends, and in self. What does DJ Quick say? I owe it to myself to be fly. That's what top Dog had a boy. I always wondered if he meant top dog, top dog, which he didn't because that song's older and he probably has an older gene named top dog. But yeah, you owe it to yourself to be fly. Oh, and you know what's wild? So after watching that sermon, I had a dream that I was in on a television show, but I wasn't just like an audience member and I wasn't a a guest. I was part of the programming of that show in that one room where you could see all the different visuals and sitting at the table was Donald Trump and a reporter who had a very contrasting view the Donald Trump, which is a lot of us. And we were editing things there. And it showed me my own default settings that I'm going through these these motions. And then I'm walking out and I'm starting to get praised by different people for what I'm doing, the work I'm doing. One of those people was me, old, wrinkly, almost patched up in the face saying, thank you for doing this now. And it was weird. And I remember me being myself as I am right now. And I'm like running up the stairs to get back to the show because I had stepped out when these people approached me. And I'm grabbing my face, making sure like those patches that I saw on the other me saying thank you weren't there anymore. And I was just like tripping like, oh my gosh, it was a relief. This isn't too late moment. And I really feel that's confirmation from God. Like, look, you went through all of this stuff. You cried for my help. You asked for resolution. And yes, that's the right track. That's the guide. So now it's time for me to share that with you. I hope it helps. I know it's a lot to take in. So I'll stop it here and I'll talk to you soon.